my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Rich Samini, how are you, sir? Howard, how's it going? I can't complain. Nobody cares, you know. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, are you all revved up for the National Football League season? Does that start soon? Uh, yeah, I understand. It's something. It, I think tonight there's a game somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of revved up. Uh, I've been mostly focusing on the Jets, but uh, I guess I will watch tonight's game. I think the NFL's got a great sense of humor. Rich Samini with ESPN. They have a great sense of humor scheduling the Jets in Carolina this Sunday. Yeah, that was uh, funny how that worked out. Uh, the Jets will be facing their old quarterback, Sam Darnold, and uh, actually a few of their old players like Robbie Anderson and you know guys like that. So, uh, yeah, the NFL likes a good storyline just like we do. I... Uh, I Look, nobody's picking the Jets to do anything, and I understand that. You don't go from two wins to the playoffs unless all of a sudden you drafted the greatest quarterback of all time and you got great receivers and all the rest of it. But having said that, I'm going to say that at least the Jet fans can see that there's a direction, which we haven't seen for probably 10 years. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think there was a passing uh success in 2015 when it looked like they had things figured out with Todd Bowles and Mike McCagnan as their coach and general manager you know they almost they went 10 and 6 that year and they almost made the playoffs and you know a lot of people and myself included thought that it was going in the right direction it turned out to be a mirage we were all wrong you know it was just uh it was just a blip on the screen. And so they really haven't had any sort of success since 2010. You know, it's 10 years out of the playoffs. That's the longest active playoff drought in the NFL. Rich, if I said that, um, that Joe Douglas has addressed the fact that Sam Donald had virtually nothing around him 
and he has addressed the fact that he has supplied uh, Zach Wilson with offensive weapons at wide receiver and at running back. Would that be an accurate statement? semi-accurate. I, I think they've done a good job at wide receiver. I think they have some good wide receivers. Uh, I think their running back situation is, is kind of sketchy. Uh, you know, they're going with basically cast-off type guys like Tevin Coleman and, and Ty Johnson. Uh, those guys are their first two backs and, you know, neither one of them has had a whole lot of success in their career. So I think that's going to be a uh, work in progress. What about Michael Carter? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the guy they're counting on to be the future. I don't think the future is now, though. I, I think he's probably their third running back, uh, possibly a kick returner on Sunday. So I, I don't know how much game action he will see. It, it may not be much. Corey Davis acquired during the offseason. He's not in the Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs class, but is he an upgrade of what they've had? Oh, yeah. I mean, they had nothing, so anything above nothing is something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, like he said a couple of days ago, we asked him, and he goes, I definitely consider myself a number one wide receiver in this league. And, you know, I, I guess... Is he among the top 32 receivers in the league? I, I guess he is. I, I'd probably put him in the 20 to 30 category. So I guess technically he's a number one receiver. They're paying him a lot of money. Uh, I think he'll have over 1,000 yards this year for the first time in his career. But I, I don't see him as a, you know, a game-wrecking type of wide receiver. I watched a young man play last year at the University of Mississippi by the name of Elijah Moore. Uh, he has, uh, during the workouts, I guess, before the preseason games, he opened up a few eyes. Uh, I think he's got a chance. He's got a lot of speed, uh, and he and he goes and gets it, and I think he can excite the crowd. There's no question about that. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of ability. Uh, it's unfortunate that he had an injury in the preseason, which cost him two or three weeks. Uh, he didn't play in the preseason. So uh, he may get off to a slower start, but uh, from what I've seen, he has uh, he has some real exciting traits. I think he's going to be a very good player. Let's go with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, the second overall pick in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, what I saw in preseason, I, I liked. Uh, it wasn't the numbers necessarily. Uh, he did hook up with, um, with new tight end Tyler Croft for two touchdowns in one game. But I think the guy, he gives me the appearance of being a kid that understands. Uh, he seems to be confident. But as you well know, Rich, as well as I, better than I, that offensive line is going to be a question mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think especially early in the year, the offensive line has, they haven't, the starting five didn't play it all together in the preseason. So, uh, you know, they had a couple of moving parts. And so, yeah, there's definitely a lack of continuity that has to be concerning. I think they'll get better as the year goes on. But uh, it could be a trouble spot. And, of course, that affects the quarterback. And you're right about Zach Wilson. I thought he was very uh, poised in the preseason. He was not hit at all, literally. When I say he wasn't hit, he was not knocked to the ground once in the preseason. So uh, I can pretty much guarantee you he's going to get knocked down on Sunday at least once. 
<laughs> probably more, you know, for the Jets' sake and his sake, I hope not too many times. But, yeah, and, and Carolina has a really good front four, so that's that's going to be a challenge. Well, let's look at the other side. of uh, The Jets' defensive front, uh, I think, is probably the strength of their defense, right? I think the interior, for sure. You know, you got Quinton Williams and uh, Foley Fadikasi and Sheldon Rankins at defensive tackle. And uh, I think that's the, the strength of the defense. I think they're weak on the edge. Uh, you know, that Carl Lawson injury uh, season ender was really tough for the Jets. Uh, I thought he was going to have a good year. And so uh, I think they'll be mixing and matching at defensive end. So I, I really do not think they'll get much of a pass rush from the edge. I think it'll have to come from the interior. They acquire Shaq Lawson, no relation. No, I know you don't do impressions, but what's yours of him? <laughs> a Shaq? Uh, I, I, I'm assuming he shoots free throws better than the other Shaq. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, look. They needed a guy, you know, after after Carl Lawson blew out his Achilles, they had to get a guy, Shaq Lawson, former Clemson standout, first-round pick a few years ago. He obviously has been a disappointment. He's on his fourth team. The Houston Texans, you know, actually paid him a lot of money a few months ago, and they still traded him away for basically, you know, a, you know, a bucket of Gatorade. And so that tells you what the Texans thought of him. So I don't think he's going to come in and set the world on fire. I, I think I think he's just a guy. Let me ask you what your thoughts are, uh, having been around this guy just for a short period of time. And that's the new head coach, Robert Sala. Uh, people I've spoken to, notably Randy Cross, who formerly was San Francisco. Uh, so he's, he's wired to a lot of people in the 49er organization. They rave about Robert Sala. Uh, and so far, what I've seen, uh, a small sampling of it, uh, i got to say that I'm impressed with what, with what I've seen. He is an impressive guy. I think he's got all the traits you look for in a successful head coach. He's a very good communicator. Uh, he's, uh, he's passionate. I think he's got a way about him where he relates to the players. I think he's galvanized the entire team, whereas under Adam Gase, it was more fractured in terms of offense defense you know with him and greg williams it was like they had two head coaches here you know they have one head coach there's no doubt about it he's in charge of the entire team i think he's a good leader now i mean i don't know how he's going to manage a game you know he's never been a head coach before on any level so you just don't know how he's going to be during the game when he has to make decisions do I go for it on fourth down? You know, am I going to play a conservative game? Are we going to we going to open it up and throw the ball? So these are all questions we don't know yet. But everything I've seen so far has been uh, he's checked all the boxes so far. I think you probably have been interested in seeing where a certain player is at, and that's C.J. Mosley. He basically hasn't played in more than a year. Uh, he apparently has been chomping at the bit to get back out on the field. I don't know where he's at. Uh, I don't think you probably know where he's at either. Well, I can tell you he's lost a lot of weight. He dropped close to 20 pounds, and I think he did that just to uh, – he realized he's got a new coaching staff, and it's a different scheme, and he needs to be able to cover and, and play in space. And so, to his credit, he dropped the weight. He looks quicker. Uh he looks leaner, obviously. 
I think he's going to be fine. I think there might be some rust early in the season, but I, I think he's going to be fine. He's he's a good football player. Rich Samini of ESPN. Uh, the division, it seems it's Buffalo's division. Uh, a lot of rumblings about the Patriots. Uh, they're going to challenge Buffalo. When I see it, I'll believe it. Uh, I don't know where they are in terms of Mac Jones. It's intriguing. Uh, the guy's been very successful when he was at Alabama. He had a lot of weapons around him. Uh, you know, Belichick spent $160 million in guaranteed money uh, with, with free agents because he felt that this roster was not good enough. So are they gonna, somebody even said that they could challenge for a playoff spot. Well, if they're going to get in, you got to tell me of the teams that made it last year, who's going to get out? Well, I think uh, certainly Kansas City, Tennessee, uh, Buffalo, and uh, Cleveland. I would, yeah, the NFC North, the AFC North is going to be tough. I mean, yep. I like, uh, I, I probably like Cleveland in that division. I mean, Baltimore's had some injuries this summer, but I think Baltimore will be in the mix as well. And I wouldn't rule out Pittsburgh entirely, although they suffered some key losses. Um, you know, it's uh, the Patriots. I would never underestimate a Bill Belichick coach team. I know they have a rookie quarterback, but they have a, a lot of good players around them. They have a very good offensive line. You know, they're going to run that two tight end offense. They're both good tight ends, and they got some veterans on defense. So I do agree. I think Buffalo is the team to beat in the division, but I definitely think the Patriots can be a wild card team. And that, that leads me to Miami. Uh, I, I'm a skeptic. Uh, I'm still not sold on Tua Tagovailoa, and it took me a year to learn how to pronounce his name. I, I'm just, I'm just not sold. The, the guy played ten games last year. He hasn't yet played a full season. I want to see where he's at with this team around him, and are they good enough to challenge? Uh, and do I think that the Deshaun Watson conversation was fabrication? Well, it came from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think it was probably coming from the ownership level. Uh, you know, Stephen Ross likes, you know, uh, big names and, you know, likes to do splashy things. So I think that was probably where it was coming from. But, um, you know, it, I, I don't think – I think Miami's the third team in the division. I thought they overachieved last year. I think they will go through some growing pains with Tua. I'm not as sold on them as as uh, some other people are. And I think I think they're very well coached. I think Brian Flores is a really good coach. I just don't think they have enough. And I think last year was a little bit of an aberration. Before I let you go, let let's play suppose. Suppose the Jets win five, six games, but they're competitive in the others. Is that going to be enough to give Jet fans hope? Yeah, I think so. It, you know, if they. I mean, no one wants to go five and twelve. I mean, that you know that sucks. You know, basically, let's be honest. I mean, but it's better than two and fourteen. And to me, the 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 number one story is you know what the quarterback ends up being. I mean, if you go five and twelve, you're competitive, and your quarterback has really improved over the course of the season. Then I think Jet fans would sign up for that. You know, I, I think it, it all revolves around Zach Wilson and his development. You don't want to lose games. I mean, some I hear some people talking about, you know, like the Jets are just going to – it doesn't really matter what their record is. Well, of course it matters. I mean, it's a, it's a winning business. 
and they're trying to build a winning culture. Well, you can't do that if, if you only go if you go two and six fifteen or whatever it is. So, uh, but if the quarterback's playing well and the team's competitive, then I think that's a, a successful year for the Jets. Well, you know, the Jet fans are going to be looking at Sunday, saying if Sam Darnold has a big game, you know, they're going to start screaming and all of that. But you know, let's play it out. Let's see what happens. I'm intrigued with seeing that matchup on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great matchup, as we talked about at the top. Uh, I think, I mean, I think Sam's in a good place. I think Joe Brady's a good offensive coordinator. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who is going to be the best player on the field. So when you have the best player on the field on your side, that helps a lot. And so ultimately, I think the Panthers will win the game. You know, I'd like to see it be a quarterback shootout. I think that would be really entertaining. And uh, but I, I think just I think I give the edge to Donald in this game just because he's got some better players around him. Thanks for your time, Rich, as always, and you stay safe. You too, Howard. Thanks. Take care. Rich Samini of ESPN, formerly of the Daily News in New York. So we've taken a bite out of the Big Apple with Rich Samini with Ian Eagle. It's um. It's, it's fascinating to me how big the National Football League is when for years and years and years when I was a kid growing up, baseball was the national pastime. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's football. I think it's the National Football League. I think that's why people are into fantasy. I mean, let's face it. It is huge. And now going into their 75th year. You think, can you believe that? It's really amazing. Truly amazing. You folks stay safe. Have a great day. Talk to you soon on Howard David Live. had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.